Greetings, Sixers Nation. It is Adio Royster, host of the Out of Sight podcast. Uh, tonight, I am on the post-game pod with uh, Steve Littman. Steve Littman's in the house after the uh, Sixers give up a heartbreaking loss <laughs> to the New York Knicks, 112.99. Um, Knicks snap a, what was that, 17-game, 15-game losing streak to the Philadelphia 76ers. Knicks finally win for the first time in like four years. Yes, it was <laughs> a basically a waste of time by all. Um, uh, where do we start, Adio? Uh, let's start here. Uh, the, the Knicks fireballing from three. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I know the Knicks shoot it up like 50 times a game or so, but good Lord, the percentages, 16 to 37 from three. And it just seemed like in the second quarter specifically, like they could not miss. It was re- it was really upsetting. It, it really kind of pissed me off for a little bit. Yeah, I think they won the second quarter 39 to 16. And that's basically the game, you know, and yeah. they're then they're up 20 and a half and, and there's very little hope of coming back especially on the road and MSG sounds great. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it probably doesn't really matter. Like you, you lose crappy games, you know, every year, right. Every team does every good team does even. Um, but the Sixers have a way of making it feel extra bad. Uh-huh. Um, and like the thing that annoyed me most is that they're like, what is it? five, six minutes left in the game, they're down 17 and we're putting back in Joel and the starters. And like, yeah, he's already, he's played all three games, including at OKC um, with some level of a knee thing. It just seems like just steal him those last six minutes because they weren't getting back into that game in a meaningful enough way to win it regardless. So, you know, it seems like doc just refused to cut his losses there at the very end. And, and that, that sucks, and I hope he stops doing that. Um, but... Even against the Thunder, like he had to bring Joel back in because the 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 guys without him be just like they couldn't hold the lead. Yeah, and like this is just going to be the reality, you know. Now they're going to be mainly a good team, um, and uh, <laughs> I think that they're going to win more games than they lose and they're going to be a solid team. Joel will shoot the ball better and, and look better overall. Um, tonight was a really bad game from him. Um, let's, let's go there. Let, let's, sure. let's go right there. Uh, if I'm looking at this right, Embiid didn't hit a field goal until the third quarter. Right. Yeah. I think he was 0 for five in the first half and he shot nine free throws. Uh, and I was watching the whole thing like the rest of us and his his positioning was just not there. I don't know how he allows himself to get bullied out of position, but it's incredibly frustrating more often than not. Well, I mean, the Sixers don't have a point guard. Um, That's the other problem. Uh, you could argue that they also don't have a point guard when Ben Simmons plays. That's sort okay, of like see, semantic. We're not doing that. that no, tonight. but that's more of a semantical <laughs> thing. Um but they just don't have anybody really right now that organizes the offense in a coherent way. And like Maxi, I think is uh, so far, you know, whatever four games in is not proving to be a great fit with that uh, first unit, just because it's, it's a lot to ask him, you know, as a 20 year old to, to, to do what he has to do as a point guard with the starting unit. 
Um, but yeah, and Mitchell Robinson is uh, certainly an energetic guy. You know, he's not somebody who's just going to wait for Joel to catch it. So uh, he can tire him out. And uh, Joel's shot wasn't falling down. I mean, I did really like the way he was getting fouled in the first half, and he hadn't really been doing that as much uh, in the in the previous three games. Um, but he just didn't look quite himself. You know, he didn't – his defense, was, I guess, was okay, but he turned the ball over, I think, five times tonight when he had only turned it over four times coming into tonight. Yeah. Um, it sort of reverted back to, you know, the way Joel on his off nights would look uh, in years past. So, uh, you know, he's entitled to a bad game as much as anybody. Um, but it was, you know, on these Sixers without their second best player, they cannot withstand a bad Joel game. So it's like, it really can't be that simple. And it's like the Knicks made a bunch of shots, the Sixers, Seth Curry couldn't hit a shot. Like, you know, there are a million different reasons that this game got away from them. But, um, the biggest one is just that Joel was bad and the Sixers are not good enough to win when Joel's bad. Right. Tobias can only do so much. And he had a really good game tonight, 23, nine and nine in 33 minutes. Like Tobias was doing what he had to do. It's just like, he was not getting help from literally anybody else. Yeah. And, and Tobias, I also thought, you know, played pretty solid defense on Julius Randall. Uh, he's just not able to impact winning and losing in, in that, that big of a way that um that they can really withstand that and like you know they do need to buy joel some off nights you know it is important that he doesn't play 82 games yeah um and i think that doc and joel and the sixers are wondering how they will ever win a game if he's not playing um <laughs> and i think that like is a fair question now there are a lot of bad teams in the league like if, if you don't play joel against like the Pistons or the Rockets or the Thunder or the Cavaliers, um, whatever. Yeah. Cavaliers have been sort of frisky so far, but like, you know, you can, you can probably get away with it. You can, you can do your best. You, you have a lot of NBA guys that are solid and you can try to win, win those games, but against decent competition, it's going to be pretty much impossible. I think for them to win those games. Um, it also doesn't help when the starting unit and much of the team just has that incredibly sloppy second quarter. So many turnovers, uh, two different runs for the Knicks. There was a 14 to four run that put them up 35 to 30. And then they went on another like 10 to two run. Like overall, it was a 26 to 10 total run in that 39 point second quarter, which, you know, six was down 20 at the half. And by all intents and purposes, that game was over by then. Right. And, and it was just, I mean, it's, it, it sounds simplistic, but like the Knicks were making everything. I mean, Kemba Walker was hitting every single three and every pull up that he had. Uh, and the Sixers could not hit anything like the Sixers had some second unit guys in there. And then even when the starters were sort of reunited, they could not hit a shot. Um, you know, I don't think Danny green even hit a shot, even took a shot or, or it might just be that he didn't make a shot uh, until like the fourth quarter or so. So I, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a confluence of things, but you know, you know, there was certainly some unsustainable good shooting and unsustainable bad shooting uh, by both teams. But it, it, you can also boil it down to a really poor game from Joel, which we're not used to seeing. It also didn't help that you know the the Knicks they got scoring from everybody. It wasn't just one person tearing yeah. up the Sixers. It was Julius Randle. He had sixteen and eleven. 
Fournier had 18. Kemba Walker had 19. Probably his best night as a Nick. Derrick Rose had 13. And then Alec Burks had eight. Obi Toppin had nine. And then Emmanuel quickly chipped in eight, including dropping Tyrese Maxey on a high screen and roll crossover. I'm just like, everybody's torching the Sixers tonight. Yeah, it was, I mean, as I said, you know, the stadium in there is a, is a real deal. And, uh, and, and when they get rolling on, on one of those runs, it's very hard to stem the tide. Um, and, uh, and, it, and it was just really tough for the Sixers to get on top of it. You know, they had guys like Niang who really was hitting a bunch of shots and giving them good minutes in this game. Um, you know, Thibel had, had some good defensive plays. Uh, he still can't do anything on offense, which is disappointing. Right. Um, but it just, you know, they really weren't able to keep up with this Knicks team who, who even just in a vacuum on a neutral court, it would be a pain in the ass to play because they have a bunch of NBA players. They have a coach that, you know, will get you as many regular seasons wins as, as they possibly can. And they're tough and they play good defense. So, you know, you really can't sleepwalk through a game like them against them. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was sort of a, uh, Perfect storm there for the Sixers not winning tonight. Very little bright spots. And we have to bring it up. Like Seth was just not great tonight. Like the starting backcourt in general was just not great. Maxi wasn't the greatest. Seth Curry couldn't buy a shot. He only had four points after having such an electric first three games. Just like that backcourt was just not on it tonight. Yeah, uh, you know, Seth in particular had just been so incredible uh, at the beginning of this season and dating back to the Hawk series last year. Um, and he just had a bad game, you know, and, and the thing about Seth is that if his shot isn't going down, he really, really isn't giving you much else. Right. Um, you know, he was on Kemba Walker for a little bit. He was on Fournier for a little bit. He just, you know, he, he can't really keep up with, you know, good scorers uh, on offense or, or while sets on defense. So uh, him not making shots is tough and makes everything uh, more difficult. Um, and, you know, and again, it's, it's hard to overstate that the Sixers are just playing right now minus their second best player. Um, and that's really going to matter, uh, especially the kind of player that Simmons is with the defense and the energy that he brings on the court um, on a night like this, that would have been valuable um and also you know the Sixers haven't traded him so they don't have you know it, you you only subtracted Simmons from the lineup right now uh without replacing it with anything except for the internal guys so this is this is the uh the situation that they're dealing with right now and nights like this are for sure gonna happen are, are you ready to welcome Benjamin with open arms or are you still not there yet no thank you I would like a trade please <laughs> a trade would be absolutely great uh. I do appreciate the offer but a big no thanks on that. I tried. I tried, y'all. I really <laughs> did. I try every time I talk to Steve. Um, I did like George Niang tonight. I yeah. thought he he's actually been really good, like all through the first four games of the season. But I do like the spark that I've seen from him. Looks like another uh, prime Daryl Morey's signing. I, I'm just looking for anything to put a smile on my face, folks, before I go to sleep. Okay. I'm looking for anything, literally anything after that game. Yeah, very steady. Uh, every shot from him, I, I think, is going in. You know, just the, he has such a quick release, and it's very consistent every time, and he feel, feels like he's a good mover, and he gets into open space. Uh, he's a very, very consistent guy. Andre Drummond is absolute chaos. You know, he's just like 
rebounds and he was yelling at the ref. He got a tech when the Sixers were like down 14 <laughs> and they just gave him a point right back. It's like, that's great. Uh, he had a steal and then he threw it directly to the other team. It was, you know, the Andre Drummond experience is really going to be worth monitoring here. Um, poor Isaiah Joe was really out of the regular rotation because he cannot hit a shot. I think he finally did make a basket uh, in garbage time there. But um, yeah, and it was a bad Furkan game. Uh, Furkan, who's been yeah. uh, largely very good uh, in these first three, uh, came in and had a really rough night from the field. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's no secret why they lost this game. It's really the the underlying issues that they that they lack this perimeter creator who makes everything easier um you know and the, the situation they're dealing with with Simmons it's th- this is really bound to happen uh, uh at least uh, a bit more uh, throughout the rest of the season until something happens I, I will say this about Andre Drummond uh the Euro step that he had in the first yes, quarter excellent just just put that just put that ish in the Vatican I said it on Twitter yeah. put it in the vat forget the Louvre put it in the Vatican Okay, yeah. take out Michelangelo's ceiling and put that Euro step on the top of the Vatican ceiling. Just do that. I think they might do it. I think, <gasps> you know what, now that you're saying it on this famous podcast, on this famous podcast network, I think we might get some movement here because I think uh, the uh, Pope listens. So can we petition we can, for that to happen? We can tweet this at the Pope. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. We're doing that. We're doing that as soon as I stop, as soon as I edit down this podcast. Uh, Sixers coming back home this Thursday against Detroit. Uh, Detroit's 0-3. I can't really say what bright spots they've had. I, I can can you place anything? Like hopefully this is one of those hopefully this is one of those games where Embiid only has to play like 20 minutes. But I mean, after tonight, who effing knows? Uh, I think Jeremy Grant is even out right now. I know Cade Cunningham is not playing yet, he has an injury. Um, but no, they're an awful, awful, awful team, even when Grant plays. So, uh, that especially at home should be a get well game for the Sixers. Um, I, I, I sort of wonder if they would buy Embiid a night off. Um, but I'm not sure. It certainly doesn't feel that way given the pattern, um, lately and, and just, you know, they feel like they need wins. I get it. Um, but yes, I would, I would certainly hope that that's a game where the starters aren't playing in the fourth quarter. Uh, but of course, they are the Sixers, so yeah. uh, something is bound to happen. I, I will say Kelly Olynyk had 21 against the Atlanta Hawks the other night. So now there I'm just you like, go. Oh, great! We have to deal with Kenny Kelly Olynyk on Thursday. Yep. That's fantastic. We have to do to all, look forward to. Yeah, so we're gonna have to deal with the Kelly Olynyk game before facing the Atlanta Hawks on Saturday. That'll be fun. Oh God, the Hawks! <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not ready for another Hawks game at the Wells Fargo Center. Jesus. The, the game that I was kind of secretly predicting that Ben Simmons would make his debut. I was really no, no chance in hell. Are I'm you kidding me? Still hoping for that to happen. I'm sorry, Steve. I listen. I guess the I Hawks. Want, I want chaos, Steve. I want straight up unbridled unadulterated chaos that's what i want Man, from I mean, that's all i want i love that prediction i you know have said i don't think he's ever going to play for the team again uh i certainly don't think his first game is going to be at home and i really don't think his first <laughs> game is going to be at home against the team uh who just like unraveled him three months ago four months ago but that would be just an incredible night from a content perspective for right sure. Come on, Sixers, make that happen so that we can get Liberty Ballers blown up on the weekend. Man, that would be a lot. 
<laughs> do we have do we have enough people to cover all of the angles of that game? I don't think so. We might have to outsource. <laughs> we might have to pull some people in from BGN. Oh man. All right. Yeah. So Pistons on Thursday, Hawks on Saturday. <laughs> Tough night, but this the season rolls on. Two and two. Everything's not doom and gloom just yet. It's only been four games, y'all. We're gonna have clunkers like this. It's just it's just something we have to deal with until uh Simmons comes back, like I would like, or until he's traded, which is what Steve would like. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Talk to you Thursday, Sixers Nation. We'll get out of here. Uh, Steve, what do you got coming up on Gastro? Or have you not Gastro. planned that out yet? We uh, don't know. Talk More talking about the Sixers. Well, um, I mean, obviously, of course. That's uh, And Michelle's season of The Bachelorette has kicked off. Um, those are the two big things on our docket. I, I have not watched minute one of The Bachelor. Bachelor, Bachelorette, which one is it this time? Bachelorette. Okay, all right, F- fantastic. All right, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll try to catch up so that I can you know tweet at Emily my my opinions Perfect. on like on like handsome meters of these guys. Thanks for having me, buddy. Good to talk to you, uh, despite the circumstances. Yeah. Until next time, folks, we're out of here. Uh, Sixers Pistons Thursday at the Wells Fargo Center, and then Saturday against the Hawks. Um, I won't be in attendance because I, I don't know if I can deal with that craziness. But uh, if you're going, <laughs> if you're going, uh, be cool. That's all I have to say. That That's literally it. <laughs> Talk to you soon, everybody. And uh, yeah, we're out of here.